When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Turf Show Times Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Kenneth Arthur with me every week, Blaine Didasco. Blaine, you're a witness to the Rams and the Titans in person at SoFi Stadium. You've just left the stadium. Please uh, enlighten our, our listeners, uh, the Turf Show Times community, a little bit about that second half atmosphere. At any point, did you feel like maybe... Uh, the energy or the game could turn back in the Rams' favor, or did this kind of die out with those first half sacks and interceptions? Yeah, it was uh, no good in the second quarter. So it was, um, you know, it would have been hard to recover in the second half. But I, you know, I thought we had it going. We had a nice drive going there uh, to Tyler Higby. We hit him on a screen mm-hmm. pass that kind of got that drive going there to start the second half and uh, finished it almost with a touchdown or a would-be touchdown to Tyler Higby. So at that point in time, definitely felt like we were still in it. Had we capitalized on that drive, we would have been in it. Uh, I tell you, a touchdown to start the second half would have been, I think, what what it would have took to get back in this game. But, of course, we saw how that didn't yeah. happen for us. Turned into another field goal, and field goals weren't going to win this game, not after how that second quarter went for us. Yeah, how did you grade the performance of Sean McVay and the coaching in this one? Do you obviously you never want to, you never feel too good as a coach or as a you know fan watching a team uh, really f- get kind of uh, snuffed out pretty early in this one and didn't feel like it was ever going to be a game. It never got to within a score, you know. So uh, how how do you feel about Sean McVay's coaching tonight? Well, I'll tell you what, it felt, you know, eerily similar to the Super Bowl of 2018, having no touchdowns scored in the first three quarters. Um, I thought that um, uh, a lot of credit to the Tennessee Titans, first of all, defense. Yeah. Um, what, little, what little offense the Titans showed to me was what I was looking for out of the Rams offense, which is, you know, we should have got to some short games, some screen passes sooner rather than later like the one we saw to Higby in the second half or the third quarter to get things going so yeah you know I look for I was looking for those type of adjustments sooner rather than later as soon as we started to realize how badly our offensive front was getting beat uh, but yeah I'd say you know not a great grade as far as adjustments go mm-hmm. offensive line uh, so disappointing yeah, it was disappointing. I also love for our listeners and myself out there uh, hearing those honking horns in the background because it really gives that the the, the tree, real picture that you're you know you're you're right there in the middle of the game and uh, that uh, we're it's like I, it's like having a reporter on on the ground floor of uh, you know a scene of some sort, but. Uh, it, it was uh, it was unfortunate that this one didn't have more scoring in the first half by the Rams uh, down 21 to three. Didn't get the touchdown to open the second half. Like you said, uh, felt so close. You know, did you feel like 
Sean McVay was aggressive enough? Do you think that uh, the field goal when you were down 21 to three, do you feel like uh, that was, do you just feel like the team was ever, uh, could have been more aggressive earlier on when, when there was an 18 point deficit? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, I think early on, just the way the second quarter went, uh, you got to feel at halftime and beyond that field goals, you know, weren't going to weren't gonna do it for us. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think we could have been more aggressive. Like I said, I think even you could call it aggressive or creative in that, you know, it's, it's funny that the uh, sort of the jet sweeps and all those sort of jet motions seem like such kind of a 2018 kind of thing. But I found myself in this game, even looking for things like that, just kind of anything to mix it up. Uh, but uh, I felt like, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of creativity. We felt a little stifled. It felt a little, a little stifled in the, in the offensive play calling. Uh, but it started up front, you know. It looked like uh, our offensive line was getting beat pretty bad there. Um, and uh, Matthew Stafford couldn't mm-hmm. compensate for that in any way. So, uh, yeah, no good. Well, you know, as far as the Rams defense tonight, even though the Titans mm-hmm. did score 28 points, you had a pick six off of Stafford. Yep. You had a mm-hmm. uh, basic, basically a pick six off of Stafford, you know, uh, on mm-hmm. the other play. So two of those uh, 14 of their points were basically given to them directly by Matthew Stafford. And yep. there, it, it wasn't like the defense had a bad night. My, Ryan Tannehill, 19 of 27, uh, only 143 yards. yards for Mm -hmm. attempt, one touchdown, one interception there by Jalen Ramsey, three sacks. Uh, He was sacked three times. And without Derrick Henry, not much of a rushing game, 26 carries for 69 yards as a team. Those spread out between Donta Foreman, Jeremy McNichols, Adrian Peterson, Ryan Daniel, Logan Woodside, and Marcus Johnson. Couldn't really run the ball. You know, it's definitely a different Titans team there without Derek Henry, but uh, overall the, the Titans at a certain point when they were up 21 to three and they had been gifted all these points, it uh, maybe just felt like, Hey, yeah, we don't care if the Rams have twice as many yards as us. We just have them the most points. Um, your thoughts though, on the defensive performance. Defense was fine. I mean, uh, defense was, was fine. Like you said, it, the, the, the hard part was that we, we pretty much straight up gave them the 14 points. Uh, from the offense so otherwise the defense uh, gave us a spark to start with Jaden Ramsey's interception Um, you're right that the Rams had an overall just more offensive production than the Titans so the defense played well just uh, the offense gave away points and didn't score enough to make up for it Uh, but otherwise I thought our offense looked good I'm sorry I think our defense looked good Uh, but I think the unit of it that stole the show was the um, Tennessee Titans defense but Otherwise, I think um, uh, Obo Akronko, uh showed some good showed some good stuff getting in the backfield. Ernest Jones, I think you could you could count this as a second good game out of him. Uh, you know, no highlight interception in this game, but otherwise a solid performance. Um, uh, again, Jalen Ramsey, nice to have Dar- Darius Williams back. It was nice to see Julio Jones and AJ Brown active for this game to see how our defense matches up against them, and I think we did well. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, making up for those offensive giveaways. There was also the storyline of the referees and mm. penalties in this game. And there were that, mm. that problem was really twofold for the Rams. Number one, they committed a lot of penalties. You know, there, there's no doubt that they deserved a lot of the penalties that they got. Um, mm. But then on top of that, 
the the Rams would either be called for a penalty that wasn't a penalty, like an egregious one, like the Aaron Donald um, uh, roughing the passer call, uh, mm-hmm. an egregious call that everybody on the broadcast said, this is great. This is one of the worst calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is such yeah. a not a this is just not a penalty. And that was mm-hmm. a very costly penalty there. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was just one example. There was also the play where the Rams ran up, were running a sweep play uh, mm-hmm. and the, the refs blew the whistle, then didn't do anything. And then just <laughs> said, go ahead, keep playing. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is this? You just took yeah. one of Sean McVay's plays out of the playbook. He, that's the play that he wanted for that situation. You just took it out of the playbook. So that basically that the Titans could see, they just like, now we can't run that play. I think it was yeah. third down and there was nothing. You know what? If the refs screw up that badly, it's a five yard penalty on the refs and the, the, yeah. the, the, the Rams should have gotten five yards. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. I, I rarely ever see that there were penalties uh, not called on the Titans. And it, and it was, again, I don't think I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think there is a purpose here. But it was, I, I think, a really amateurish performance by the rest yep. tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, first of all, shout out to uh, I think one of your your player your favorite players there, Dante Dion, yeah. uh, another name on the defense that is playing well coming off the practice squad. But I think the refs missed a uh, key penalty there. They called it offsetting penalties, unsportsmanlike conduct on both teams there. When I think it was Julio that uh, you know kind of kicked off of the tackle. Which you know, if they catch that initial initial move, then that's a penalty on the Titans, and that's it. But you know, the whole you know the one that uh, the one that reacts gets a penalty. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been a penalty on the Titans, and that was a key point in the third quarter, I think. Yeah. But it ends up being uh, you know the offsetting penalties. So I agree with you that the the referees can, were no good in this game. Yeah, really uh, disappointing to see that uh, at this point, but I, I or on this stage, and that's not to say that the Rams didn't play to lose. You know, the, the, the right. Titans. You know, the Titans right. beat the Rams. It was also just like, wow, this is some bad refereeing as well, and it's really costly to the Rams the way everything is going. But yep. at the end of the day, those the, that that interception uh, that was the first interception by Matthew Stafford. When mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you caught it or not, but mm-hmm. uh, if he had just did, if he had just held onto the ball, it wouldn't have mm-hmm. even been a safety. Uh, it would have just been uh, third and whatever from like, you know, the ball would have been right outside the end zone. It would have been, yep. uh, but it wouldn't, you know, so he could have just talked to that. He could have also, uh, you know, not thrown it directly at a Titans player. And it, maybe it would have been a safety on a, uh, uh, you know, that would have been okay. You know, if it was a safety, that would have been okay. Stafford threw it directly to uh, David Long Jr. on the other Titans, on the other team. And uh, then it was the next play was a touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the very next play, Matthew Stafford threw it. Uh, and he just kind of floated it up there uh, for Kevin Byard to uh, yep. do what Kevin Byard does. He led the NFL right. in interceptions a few years ago. He has five yep. interceptions now this year. So uh, Stafford just got, uh, you know, first he just crumbled under the pressure on the first throw, and then he just got beat by a, a player who made a better play than him um, and on the next play. And then, you know, basically for the rest of the game, it was just kind of like mistake after mistake. Not like never a, as big of a mistake, but he was never, 
there was no recovery. So uh, what, what are your thoughts here on the play of Matthew Stafford, not just tonight, but uh, do you, I mean, given how well he's played in other games to, uh, this season, did you see anything that was concerning? Yeah. I mean, I really hope that, that, uh, that throwaway attempt that he had or that, that intercept, that first interception that he shouldn't have thrown. We, we hope that's his worst play of the season. Yeah. And uh, at some, at some point we're going to stop comparing Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford on every instance like this. But that was, you know, the things that we, we got tired of seeing Jared Goff make. And I've heard, you know, there's some posts that say that even Jared Goff wouldn't have made that throw. Um, that was one that I bet he says that he wants back. Uh, so mm-hmm. that one's hard to understand from a quarterback of his caliber. Uh, I agree with you that Kevin Byers is one of the best defensive secondary players in the league. So that one is a little easier to swallow um, mm-hmm. because of who made the play. So like I said, one play, uh, we want that one back for sure. On the other play, that's a defensive player uh, making a good play like the Titans did kind of all day. Yeah, it's just a, a good play. And and if, uh, you know, it's just it's just interesting to think of um, a few things, which is like, well, where were the Titans, where would the Rams have been in this game if Derrick Henry was healthy? Oh. Yeah. You know, if they had to, if that, if that defense also had to defend against Derrick Henry tonight, what would have happened? You know, yep. uh, Adrian Peterson had 10 carries for 21 yards. Uh, he had a touchdown. Uh, obviously there was nothing, um, there was nothing about Adrian Peterson that couldn't have been just another free agent running back, but he's Adrian Peterson. Um, it'll, it was just like not having to face that. And then for the Rams, didn't get to see Von Miller tonight. I don't know what exactly I, you know, I texted my friend uh, over at the, uh, who follows the Broncos there and, and just like got his read on Von Miller. And I just said, yeah, like, where's he at? And he's like, yeah, he was showing his age, but even at uh, that degree of showing his age, you know, it's like, well, it would have been interesting to see him tonight and getting that debut next to Aaron Donald. Although, Most likely at this point in his career, you know, the thing that really slows players down in their thirties is not that they're getting slower necessarily. It, it, it's more so I think that when you get injured, it sucks a lot more and it's harder <laughs> to come back from and yeah. it hurts a lot more. So like, I, I think that that's what's going on with Von Miller and his ankle. And even though he was able to practice this week, it hurt a lot more. Um, any thoughts on adding Von Miller to this defense next week against the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, um, I think this one, like you said, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. Of course, he's going to make a difference. But I think that the Titans came with a, with a good game plan, again, for whatever offense that they needed to win this game, uh, getting the ball out quickly, using a lot of quick game. But like I said, mainly it was on the defense that won the game. So I'm not sure how much of a difference it would have made. Um, uh, but yeah, had we been up against Derrick Henry, then, then there would have been a more hope that we can at least line up against him with Von Miller. But yeah, like you said, um, he's a veteran. So these things, um, you know, we want to play, play it a little safer. Uh, we got the Niners net, so we're going to hopefully see him debut against the Niners. And then after that, a bye week and, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of narratives talking about how, you know, we got this guy for very much the second half of the season very much the playoff push, even though we don't want to look too far ahead. And in that case, you know, let's see what he's got next week, give everybody a week to rest, and then um, hopefully attack the second half of the season with no more than two losses. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, these are the games I think that uh, you can lose uh, against the AFC. Now, you never want to uh, lose any of your games, but the, the, this Titans game was one of the least important of the season, I believe, even though it would be a nice narrative to get a win over the Titans. Hey, look, maybe they'll uh, have a rematch in the Super Bowl, bring back yep. 99. Um, yeah. it, that would be fun. But Same uh, result. Yeah, right. Same yeah. result, please. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was it it it, it was still um, not the most costly loss because as if the if the Rams beat the 49ers next week, that's much more important. It's about the right. NFC West. It's about your division record. It's about your conference record. And in this tight NFC, where now the the Cardinals are eight and one, they're only team in the entire NFL with fewer than two losses, and uh, it. And that law, and, and and they have a win over the Rams, so uh, that is going to be very important to, to keep pace. Otherwise, right now the Rams are the five seed in the NFC, and there's really no good chance for the Rams to fall out of the playoffs. I don't people don't like to count the uh, chickens and whatnot, but ultimately it's it's just such a fall far from seven and two to basically like the because the falcons are in the seven seed at four and four so basically you're looking at three and five teams uh teams that the rams right now have a three game advantage over with um what eight games to go left here for the rams and that's not impossible but it's just not probable so the rams fall somewhere in those playoffs but the the downside is that the cardinals being ahead of them and having a head-to-head -head, uh, game advantage right now is that it will be that much more difficult because it's just like, it's not like you can go from five to four or from five to three. It's like, it's just, they have to be better than the Cardinals. And if they're not better than the Cardinals, then they're just the five seed or the six yeah. seed. And that'll mean going on the road and maybe going on the road, maybe right now, it's not even that important. The Rams were at home tonight, but ultimately you just want to give yourself as many advantages in the playoffs as you can. I really the, this regular season stuff that we're watching right now, it's all part of the entertainment. It's part of the show games. Like mm -hmm. the last few weeks, uh, especially like last week against the Texans just kind of feel like going through the motions and just trying yeah. to get through these months until you get to the playoffs. And the only thing that really matters uh, right now for the Rams is how they do in the playoffs. So these games um, I don't have, you know, I wouldn't put too much stock into them in terms of the mm -hmm. outcomes, even though, Right now, if the Rams were eight and one, yes, then uh, they would still be tied with the Cardinals. Um, but that's not the way it is. Uh, Blaine, I want to go over some of the players and get your game ball for the uh, best player or best players of the games for the Rams. Um, and I'll run down a few uh, stats here as Daryl Henderson. You know, he played pretty well, but didn't get a lot of opportunities. 11 carries for 55 yards. Robert Woods, seven catches for 98 yards. Cooper Cup. Quietly, 11 catches for 95 yards. Tyler Higby, 5 for 51. Van Jefferson, 3 for 41. Uh, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald had sacks. Okoroku also shared in a sack with Greg Gaines. Tackle for a loss, two QB hits. Three QB hits for Leonard Floyd and Jalen Ramsey with an interception. Uh, any thoughts here on the player who gets a game ball for the Rams? Yeah, I would say, you know, Jalen Ramsey uh, played good all around. Again, if there was a spark in the game, he gave us that first spark and gave us the momentum. So uh, overall, Jalen Ramsey would get my game ball. He also made you know, a, good, a few good solid tackles. 
on the offensive side, uh, it would almost be Tyler Higby. Um, I like the way they targeted him. Again, I think that uh, more uh, more targets to him, screenplays to him, uh, would have been uh, effective against what we're looking at tonight. But otherwise, um, it would have to go. The edge would go to Robert Woods. Uh, Cooper Cup did his normal thing, uh, except for finding the end zone. Uh, but otherwise, mm-hmm. Robert Woods kind of made a lot of key plays in key areas tonight to give us a chance. Yeah, and uh, Cooper Cup goes over a thousand yards on the season already. Uh, lots of uh, season left to go, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, with Cooper Cup, it's like yeah, the eleven. The reason that eleven catches for ninety-five yards doesn't really like click is that you know what the Rams needed was a strong first half. You know, it's what yep. they needed something that was going to keep them alive in the first half. It was going to keep them going, and even though. Um, Matthew Stafford had made those two huge, uh, interceptions. There were other drives that, uh, came along and they're in the first half. And it's not always on Cooper cup to make Matthew Stafford and always for it to work or whatever. But, right. uh, that's why he just didn't stand out as if there were those opportunities. You know, there were just several times they're like Robert Woods. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing Robert Woods, but there was a mm-hmm. moment there were Robert Woods in the second half made a catch in the middle of the field, had a, yeah. had, the, had the whole field in front of him, and uh-huh. he did gain like 40 yards on the play, but yep. you just go like, man, where's that? Where's just that, that make that guy miss, make something, yeah. you know, because this yeah. you're down 18 points. And yeah. I'm not saying that it's on Robert Woods. It's not loss on Robert Woods. It's just like thinking about uh, there were several moments uh, where you just thought, where I just thought like, Man, that guy just—if uh, he—if there was just that one more play that you could make, if you could just go that one—and that's the difference between yep. like being a backup versus being a starter versus being an, a Pro Bowler versus being an All Pro versus being like yep. an elite player. You know, it's just like you're just looking for those elite plays where you go like, "Wow, like that's gonna show up on yep. the highlights all over." You know, yeah. and those kinds of plays didn't really happen tonight. Not for the uh, Rams on, on not not in a good way. Yeah, and I think you I think you mean it, you know, in a complimentary way to Robert Woods because you're right that that was a big play for us. Um, and uh, only because we've seen that from him before. We've seen him make that that one move and that cut to turn a you know yeah. a big a big chunk play into a touchdown. So I think you know you mean it in a good way. We've seen it before, and man, we were we were looking for it on that play. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the bigger uh, I thought moments because it gave the Rams momentum and it felt good. Uh, but yep. you also just go like, it could have been the play. It could have been the breakthrough play. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And when you look around in the NFL these days with all these exciting 25 and under receivers who are extremely fast and have incre- make incredible cuts and break tackles and miss tackles, you start thinking and daydreaming about, you know, you understand why the two, two at well pick was made to some degree, because you're just looking at it. The, the players out there who can break off, um, 60, 70, 80 yard plays in the Rams, uh, clearly had a lot of confidence early in this game in Van Jefferson, or at least Matthew Stafford yep. did. There were a lot of plays going his way. So that's one of the guys that the Rams are, are looking to in that regard. It's not just Tutu Atwell, uh, but we didn't really see any other of those receivers, um, you know, with Deshaun Jackson released this week. Uh, we didn't really, mm-hmm. nobody, none of those receivers got targeted. It was just Woods, Cup, and Jefferson among the wide receivers. Nothing, uh, I know that Jacob Harris at some point was listed uh, as maybe being hurt at, at some point in the game, uh, but we didn't see any targets, of course, for like Ben Skowronek or JJ Koski. Yeah. Not that we should have really expected that, um, but 
Yeah, just not not the result that the Rams wanted, but next week against the 49ers, uh, it should be the – it's going to be on uh, Monday Night Football, right? And that's going to yep. be uh, – so next Monday Night Football against the 49ers, going to want that one to be a win. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Because we know that San Francisco poses uh, an issue, no matter where they're – no matter how they're playing. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this is why another indicator that we're in the NFC West. I mean, it's always competitive, no matter what the record says. Uh, uh, Rams, Seahawks, Rams, 49ers, um, and the, the Niners have us. You know, uh, all those Rams fans are getting tired of hearing about, uh, you know, how long they've had the edge on us. But, uh, you know, we're due. We're due for a win, you know, um, outside of tonight. Uh, it looks like we're expected to have the edge on these guys. So, um, yeah, I expect us to rebound from tonight. You know, we, we traditionally do a good job of coming off of losses. So uh, I expect some good stuff next week and expect to win. Again, let's go into the bye with no more than two losses. And uh, really just um, looking at the way the 49ers season is going right now, not to, you know, taunt them or anything like that, but yeah. uh, really have lost five of their last six games. Uh, yep. two of those games coming against the Cardinals, one against the Seahawks. Um, their only wins this season over the Lions, the Eagles, and the Bears. And really, it gotta really just wonder at this stage. You know, I haven't felt strongly about Kyle Shannon ever. I never, I didn't never, I never understood what, what all the hype was about, not just even because I had any thing personal against uh kyle shanahan it was more just mm -hmm. like don't you don't doesn't it, i thought all of you people hated nepotism and and like coaching that like carried the shanahan name or whatever mm -hmm. like i remember kyle shanahan was like always dragged through the mud until mm -hmm. the falcon season that led into him right. being hired with the 49ers and all of a sudden it was like everything he touched it would be gold uh mm -hmm especially when the 49ers had a really good season and you thought then, and then I thought like, Oh, maybe I'll eat crow on this, but mm -hmm. uh, Blaine just, you know, this is, this is pretty much four out of five years have gone poorly for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Do you have confidence that maybe uh, the 49ers are headed in like, just are just like not a good team? Yeah. I mean, you know, if there's anything to give Shanahan credits for, it's the way that he's dealt with injuries. I mean, um, yeah. 49ers have had bad luck with injuries. Uh, but, you know, this year, it's kind of like the, uh, the Rams where they got their draft pick, they got their quarterback, you know, to start the season, they're talking about they got two quarterbacks. Uh, so, uh -huh. uh, like the Rams, the expectations just go up when you make big moves and, and get your guys. Uh, and so far in this first season, this is the way that it's panning out. So, I think a lot like Sean McVay, uh, Shanahan's on the hot seat now saying, hey, look, you know, you've had a couple of years to build your roster and this is now becoming your team. And this season, this is what it looks like. So. I think, yeah. um, you know, for those that, uh, you know, are criticizing or critical of Shanahan, um, this is the year, you know, uh, McVay and Shanahan have had a, a few years to go at this. Um, and uh, McVay's had a lot more, uh, a lot more wins. Yes, he has. And uh, yeah, I think it's interesting to see uh, with the Cardinals beating the 49ers on Sunday, you know, really thinks it looks like Cliff Kingsbury has risen uh, up to the top mm -hmm. of the ranks for the coaching, yep. uh, which nobody had called and uh, not definitely not me. I didn't expect this to happen. And Kyle Shanahan mm -hmm. uh, looking like a very 
uh, poorly in comparison, uh, but Sean McVay is still right there up there uh, with the great coaches, I think right now. Um, And uh, this is up there with the great podcast. So make sure to subscribe to turf show times uh, to get all of our episodes before and after every Ram game this season. That'll include a last minute thoughts podcast next Sunday or Saturday, probably uh, ahead of Monday Night Football against the 49ers and an instant reaction with myself and Blaine Didasco. So uh, go to Twitter and follow Blaine on Twitter at Blaine Didasco, D-Y-D-A-S-C-O. And uh, check out some of his breakdown videos. I know that uh, on YouTube and on his Twitter, he's going to start putting out more and more breakdowns of uh, Rams plays. They're really interesting watches. So Check that out. And of course, on Twitter at Turf Show Times, go to turfshowtimes.com. Uh, Blaine, thanks for coming, um, coming back and doing another instant reaction show. Sorry that it couldn't be a better result. <laughs> yeah, me too, especially on prime time. But uh, the next one, prime time too. So we'll get them then. Yes, another we can we can leave uh, one more uh, one more chance to leave a good impression here before the bye week. Uh, so that'll be next week against the 49ers on Monday night football. Uh, that's it for this episode of turf show times, the instant reaction show come back, uh, soon for another episode of turf show times.